0: What's up, everybody? I'm TJ
1: and I'm Kelsey and we are the Nashville Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. You got it on audio and video. There we go. Okay, we are finally getting this podcast going. I'm excited. We are hi. with... Um, hi. <laughs> Ciao, I guess, right? Ciao. Yeah, yeah. So um, we are here with Mariana. And say your last name again for me. Bruscoli. 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 Yes. Bruscoli, yes. And um, I was at a tasting the other night that I got to do um, in kind of the downtown Nashville area. And I got invited by a friend. And um, I was just blown away by these Italian wines. We got to try some bubbles um, that were delicious, and then we had two whites and two reds. And um, I usually, I'm like, man, I, I needed these bottles in my life. So, you know, Sinkers was putting it on. Sinkers is a local um, liquor and wine shop, and um, they've been doing these things where they have these tastings. And uh, luckily enough, you were there, Mariana, with your wine. And um, I I was like, I i I'm, my birthday's coming up, and I said, I need these wines on my birthday. So I already ordered some of the wines because they're so good um but yeah like why don't you just go dive into um your winery and your property and who you are and um where you're from in italy and yeah just the spiel okay so thank you very much i'm very happy
2: to be here with you tonight so thanks thanks indeed Yes, um, I'm from Urbino. Urbino is uh, a UNESCO heritage city, placed on top of a hill in Marche region, north of Marche region. Marche region is uh, on the Adriatic coast, central Italy. Um, we um, we are a family-run business um, in the surrounding area of Urbino, and um, uh, the tenuta spreads for. Uh, over a series of gentle hills that goes down to the river Foglia that bounded our state for more than seven uh, kilometers. We nowadays, thanks to my grandfather Antonio and my families before me, of course, my parents and my brother, nowadays um, me and my brother are the owners of this big parts of land. It is more then 100,000, I'm sorry, 1,000 acres wide, uh, where we produce mainly crops, so means uh, uh, cereals, vegetables, and fruit. We also have 30 acres of uh, grape, so we produce wine inside our wine cellar. And um, in all this land, my family decided to restore an ancient rural village uh, where nowadays in six different buildings um, we uh, asked people 32 rooms and uh, we have a restaurants inside three lakes and a barn for a, a wellness center it used to be a barn but nowadays is a wellness center as well we have swimming pool outside and um, also um, horses stables because we organize twice a year's horses competition. Um, a very um, important uh, things to know is the name. The name is of the company is Tenuta Santi Giacomo and Filippo. Tenuta means estate uh, that has been dedicated to the two cents Giacomo and Filippo. That takes the name to
1: the happy inside our property. Wow, that's pretty incredible. So why don't you tell us about um, some of the varietals that you yeah. carry wine-wise? Yeah, I mean, we
2: um, when we decided to root the first part, it was 2006. My brother decided to root the first parts of uh, the 30 acres we have today um, because we would like to thank our grandfather, Ercole, that he used to vinificate Sangiovese at home. Uh, it was from Emilia-Romagna, was from Rimini from Romania, so, um, uh And then we decided to grow more other grapes. And we did mostly native grapes. We grown uh, for red grapes on top, Sangiovese and Montepulciano, but we have also Syrah and Merlot. And for uh, white grapes, we have Incrocio Bruni 54. I will tell you if you would like after the story behind. Mm -hmm. uh, Verdicchio grape, and that is most popular uh, spread uh, grape from Marche region, and also uh, Bianchello. We um, grow our white grapes along the River Foglia where, the soil is more silty and sandy. And on top of the hill for all the reds where uh, the, the soil turns a little bit more on clay.
0: Wow. Okay, so tell us the story of the first one that you said.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. In Croce Brune 54, I, I dedicated the two selection white wines to this grape because I always thought that um, it, it is a very great uh, grape uh, and uh, Mr. Bruni, Bruno Bruni, in 1936 tried to cross a uh, flower of Verdicchio grape with the flower of Saint Sauvignon Blanc grape. He did it after 54 times. This is the reason why the grape is called Incrocio, that means crossing. Bruni, the name of this winemaker, 54. And uh, nowadays, thanks to um, to uh, winemakers from Marque region, nowadays on uh, are twenty the uh, wine cellar that produce this kind of grape. And we did in two different ways: only steel vat, two years on fine leaves, um, temperature controlled. And on the other side, we have um, after. The uh, age process um, uh, in still vat. We put a part of the wine inside the amphora clay vat, and um, it's uh, it's 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 the same vinification process, the same grapes, so the same time of harvest, but very different uh, great different uh, wine.
1: Yeah, it was crazy. I actually tried these two whites the other you night. Did. Yeah, okay, and um. It was insane how like one was just a very, it was a bigger white. It was more robust. It had um, just a bigger nose, a bigger. And then the other one was just very dry and light. And, um, you know, it, it was just crazy how it was like the same grape, but like how it was treated, like totally affected. I mean, you could still tell it was the same grape, but just the way that it was fermented and the way it was made it was just it, it, it had a totally different outcome wow. and i found that really like fascinating that you had us try them like together and to be like look at what like having this in clay having this in steel like and then just the difference of it with the same exact grape so it just shows you like the versatility in winemaking just how you can do the same grape but it can just be totally different yeah
0: yeah,
1: yeah. and both were so good <laughs> thanks um, uh,
2: What we would like to have is, uh, of of course, from our uh, soil, mainly the wines um, present high acidity and high minerality. This is the reason why um, you can have very powerful grape to work with. And you can age this kind of grape like verdicchio as well uh, Mm -hmm. in several different ways. So when you put uh, um, the the wine inside a a steel vat, it remains, it's evolved, of course, but it's remained, especially if if it's temperature controlled, it remains um, very dry uh, with a very floral nose on top, chamomile in this case, uh, flowers, and um, in the mouth it's really sappy it's really salty Mm -hmm. and uh, it's very dry and very round on the other side after the um, clay vat uh, time at least uh, 12 months of course the acid malic process is done so it means that the the Um, the the wine is uh, micro oxygenated inside this kind of vat so it's not oxidated at all so uh, the the color turns more on gold Mm -hmm. uh, instead of bright from the first but still you have a pretty dry wine but Mm -hmm. more creamy texture Mm -hmm. more balsamic hints so sage on top mountain hay um, mm-hmm. And and in the mouth, you have really
1: round, long aftertaste. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can't. I can't wait for you to try some yeah. of these wines. They're so, so does
0: that wine go through malolactic fermentation?
2: The second one, of course, yes, because yes. Uh, the first one is temperature controlled, maintained, so right. it maintains always high acidity. And uh, we, um, but of course, on the other side. Uh, the amphoras, uh, are not temperature-controlled. They are very thick, so they it's uh, something like you can have uh, um, uh, oxygenation of the wine, So, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the Mali acid process is done, so yeah. Yeah.
1: So I have a question, so did you just like grow up learning all of this, or like, did you, did your family have you go to school or it was just like being in this world, you just learned all of it? No.
2: In, when I was young, I, I, I tried to study um, uh, at the university uh, foreign languages. So I did translation at the university. Uh, for, uh, uh, but when m- my, my grandparents Antonio decided that I used to be, uh, I could be. Uh, a farmer, okay, so someone that could manage uh, all the lands. And I did it Some, sometimes, um, you know, also when you, when I always have to say that uh, uh, probably the passion of making wine is inside our veins, but mostly uh, from my brothers that decided to, you know, to Um, wrote the first part and I decided to improve and all the knowledge nowadays I have is um, making the process because uh, what we have done is uh, that we open our wine cellar uh, only in 2016 so it means that we had the possibility to experiment um, to have the possibility to try which kind of grape could fit at best in our soil. So I had the possibility to work also with great winemakers that um, let me know what I know nowadays. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you didn't initially intend on, you were going to do foreign language, and then you just kind of, this happened because it was a part of your family. So you were like, Okay, I'm gonna go in this direction instead. Exactly. Yes, because uh, I've also three daughters,
2: so I decided to remain home and follow all the activities that uh, are inside the estate. Yeah.
1: Do you think that your daughters are gonna want to be a part of the business? Who knows? <laughs> Who, knows? <laughs> Who knows? I yeah. really don't know. My
2: my brother has five. Children, so I, we who knows? I mean, we work to try to let a little bit better than how we found. I mm-hmm. mean, my parents, before than me and my grandparents, did a very great job. So, yeah. we try to improve it, and yeah, we let them free to first uh, make the school they would like to have and make the experience they would like to have, and then. All the doors are open, but I guess that probably the most important things to do is to start uh, the working process. Um, you know, uh, their work, uh, business activities, in in other companies, and then come come home. Probably is the worst way. Who knows? I mean, we will see. Yeah, we are open. <laughs>
0: What would you say is the most challenging part of uh, running and owning a winery resort? Yeah.
2: Um, We are in a very beautiful area, but uh, we are also not in the main spot that usually people arrive first in in Italy. I mean, the main cities, the main regions, but um, this is... Probably the most difficult things is that you have to let the people know that we are there. Mm-hmm. We live in a very beautiful UNESCO heritage city, one of the most important in the Renaissance period, and um, is that also we can have amazing products and amazing landscape, as all the other region in Italy. So this is probably uh, one of the uh, most difficult things, but it is also if you look on other eyes is an opportunity. Mm. So we are trying to do our best also with the wines to let people uh, know the story behind the story behind wines, behind labels and behind uh, why nowadays we have uh Um, an hotel, a wine resort, uh, or we do wines, or we have uh, a
1: wedding destination as well. So, yeah. You kind of have it all going on. Everything. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, um, I really did feel like during that wine tasting, I felt like I imagine, you know, I was listening to you talking about the resort and everything, and then I was trying the wines. And in my opinion, I was kind of like, man, like these wines are so good. Like, and there's all these different options that you could really just have all these different options, and and you you could just stay just there the whole time and like experience Italy, experience wine, but have a lot of different varieties. And so I, I really appreciated that you guys just didn't feel like you were like a one. Like a one note, it was like, wow, they have these great whites that are very, they're different, but they're the same in a way. And then these reds that are just fantastic. And then these sparkling, like, I I just don't know if you could go to, you know, any winery and just say that they have this kind of variety. So I think it says something that, like, you can come here and you could really just, everything's just there, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know, Um, in terms of the wine you'd want to drink and the scenery and the, I mean... I'm guessing the food is really good. I can tell that you're a very like attention to detail type of person. So I have no doubt that the food is amazing. Um, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> we try to do our best, of course. Yeah. So if people like are to visit you guys, like what city would they travel to then to get to you?
2: Yeah, we are three hours by car from Rome uh, and four hours and a half far from Milano. So the um, probably the most easiest way to reach our resort, our state, is to land in Bologna, Bologna. Uh, or um, yes, Ancona. But probably Bologna is the best uh, way, because Bologna is really very um, connected, has very um, many connecting connection flights to all the other main european cities that has many flights uh, to the u.s all over
1: so So you go into bologna and then you would drive from there yeah i mean we organize
2: also transfers so if we know uh we can organize everything uh to from the airport of bologna or ancona yeah or but yes a car yeah also
1: that's really cool. Yeah.
0: That's what we're gonna do. I wait. That's what for we're gonna you.
1: do. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to plan a for trip. Yeah, we're gonna come. Yep. Like for sure. No, it's I,
0: gonna happen. We're gonna do it.
1: Yeah. No, we're doing it. One hundred percent. So. Oh my gosh. Uh, so cool. So, out of all of the wines, which one would you say you tend to like the most? um um of course uh,
2: all the labels uh we produce are for me like you know son and daughters like kids yeah i i always um um said that i always say that uh, bell antonio and fortercole that are the two selection white grapes white wines uh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the one selection Uh, Red wines for Tercole uh, that takes the name to our grandparents. So me and my brother we decided to have uh, uh, to put one label rounded to the bottles, like saying thank you so much, like a hug on a bottle. Mm. And we we um, there is um, a few words uh, in honor to them inside in on printed on the labels. So of course the two selection wines uh, are I'm is my favorite are my favorite.
1: Yeah, cuz you feel like attached through like your ancestors too. Yeah. Of course. Yeah.
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, it seems like yeah. um, and maybe you can talk more to this but it it does seem like there is this culture in Italy that is a lot about um, legacy and family um yeah. why do you why do you think that is? It is because
2: um, I um, I grown with the idea that uh, always, that uh, if you respect time the nature imposed to us, it foster um, health and wellness. And in a place like uh, ours, where that is um, inside a faunal oasis, Protect, protected area, um, we decided, my, my mom decided to turn all the agriculture uh, in uh, an organic certification process. And we start uh, since 1995, so it's almost 30 years. And all the soil is now uh, full of, free of chemicals and uh, residuals. Um, uh pesticides so um and i have to say that mostly of all the other producers placed in, uh, uh, in our province of Pesaro Urbino are organic certified we are one of the biggest um province uh, all over uh europe so uh, it it's you, it's, it's normal things. Okay. Uh, we grow mainly with the idea to respect uh, nature as much as possible. So this is the reason why everything is um, more or less organic and everything is uh, as a big respect, not only us, but all other products um, also
1: before than us did it, so.
0: Wow,
1: that's crazy. I mean, well, and also I feel like I don't know the whole organic aspect too is just like a whole nother level. And I think a lot of people are when they're thinking about wine and when they're thinking about their food now more than ever, they're thinking about these things more than they were before. Um, and you hear you hear people talk about that. Like, I mean, I work in a grocery store. You hear people talk about food. You hear t- people talk about what they're drinking. And they're like, I really want to make sure there's not chemicals or there's not bad things in what I have. And I mean, it sounds like you all have been doing that since the nineties, which is like, you were way ahead of the game in all of this, because I feel like this is now starting to become like a very big topic of conversation. And the fact that you've been doing it from the nineties, like, so what do you think was like the inclination from your family and your mother to do that? Was it just other people in Italy were doing the same thing? They were trying to go organic or they were trying to do less chemicals or was it like a regulation or a law or it was just a like a a conviction?
2: Yeah, it's a conviction, it's a choice. There are always more people than trying to do this kind of uh, process because For being organic means not only that you can enter into the rows of the vineyards with any chemicals, so you can preserve diseases from only thanks to copper and sulfur, but uh, mostly is an idea of what there is behind. This is what you would like to have, a wine or a product without low sulfites added, without any animal's preservatives, Uh, For example, as we we are speaking about wines, we do not clarify any wines. We are vegan friendly as well. So um, this is what we um, think about, but there are always more people. And in our uh, part of um, the region, uh, many, many producers start this process in early 60s also. Uh, before than us and um, we all together nowadays we try to you know to improve as much as possible the idea of this uh, that organic products organic productions can help to uh, uh, to maintain the wellness and the healthy um, uh, also um, for um, the area the surrounding,
1: the air that you breathe as well is really important. So, yeah, you're thinking about, like, the overall, like, planet and the land and making it better for every for everything. Yeah, for everyone, Absolutely. for everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We try
2: yeah. to do our best in order to preserve the land that we have, but also the... Uh, all the other lands that is uh, behind us and uh, uh,
1: beside us, you know. So, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's great, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I don't, I can't. So, you just like you combat, um, you combat like mold and all that with just like copper and sulfur, yes. We can
2: use only in an organic certification process copper and sulfur uh, for enter inside the vineyards in case they will be attacked, uh, attack from disease like uh, peronospora uh, or um, other diseases.
0: So how, what, how, how hot does it get and how cold does it get normally where you have the vineyards? throughout the year like what's the hottest it'll get and what's the kind of the coldest it'll get
2: the if uh uh, can you repeat the the question sorry
0: the temperature what is your kind of temperature gauge yeah how hot and cold does it normally get
2: i mean uh during winter time uh we try also to uh is all the vineyards are green manure so uh it's um we try to at best um uh, we open the soil also and we try to put as much as rain possible down to the soil so in in uh, usually in uh, late fall winter time is um, rainy very mm-hmm. cold and sometimes uh, we have also a lot of snow so the temperature goes down um, a little bit in winter yeah. time Um, But we are facing, in the last 10 years, always more very hot summers with very hot winds. We can reach also uh, 93 Fahrenheit uh, during summer times. So this is the reason why um, we mainly wrote the white grapes along the river, because we would like to preserve as much as possible during night and day uh, the differences between temperature, and uh, but yes, sometimes is really hard, and um, the only things that could help is what we do in winter time. So, uh, but also we uh, we can um, we can help with the grass along the roads. And uh, yeah, so it's it's not easy, but it's
1: always more warm.
0: Okay. Yeah,
1: we've been hearing that from a lot of different winemakers and people we've been talking to that overall, it's just they, they're they like, you don't think it's getting it's hotter, it's warmer. They're like, ask any person that's making wine right now and they'll tell you that it's warmer. <laughs> so everyone, a lot of people I've heard are the same thing they're having to harvest earlier. Or later, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's, it's just different than it used to be because of the heat.
2: Of course, it's different, uh, but it depends from the grape. And right, and where you are. Which kind of wine you would like to have. But usually, if may I say, since uh, 10 years, um, in 10 years, uh, we um, always start uh, the, the harvest earlier. So uh, for Incontro Brunì fifty four, there is a very stubborn, uh, difficult grape to have. Stubborn. Uh, with um, yeah, with um, um, we we start the the harvest always before the fifteenth of August, Almo- almost always, since the few years. And uh, and for whites, usually uh, starts at the end of August. First days of September, um, Bianchello uh, comes out always uh, turning into pink, very nice color. Um, the first days of September. For reds, we start uh, in uh, September, middle of September at the end, and we end uh, middle of October for the selection
1: red grapes. Wow. Yeah, so just in 10 years
0: so they could potentially while you're here in the states they could be doing red grapes right now huh
2: i mean yes yeah. <laughs> yes at all there are people that uh, great people that uh, is working on harvest time yes
0: yeah what is the best time to visit the winery resort what time of year what when's the best time
2: uh, fall and during harvest uh, time is always a very nice time because the temperature goes a little bit down, yeah.
0: And
2: the, the, the nights could be uh chilly a little bit, and um, um but you have um, and also the, the leaves change their colors, so it's pretty nice, but in my opinion. Uh, where green uh, hills are all over and flowers and uh, uh, everything is at the most beautiful time, in my opinion, is always late days of, uh, last days of May. Like spring, yeah. Uh, yeah. Late spring, first days of uh, June as well. Mm. Yeah. This is really brilliant uh, color, all over
1: and uh,
0: nice very nice okay we're taking notes for our trip so <laughs>
1: <laughs> and notes for everybody else yeah. like if well, there's so many people actually because of like going through COVID, and it's crazy how many friends we have that have gone to italy and that are planning to go to italy and yep. i think that that's like a big destination place right now i'm sure that it was like you know all locked down and now it's booming again but just this last summer i, I a bunch of our friends we knew went to italy and so you know, if you're listening to this and uh, you are thinking about Italy, I think this is a place that you should visit that, like, isn't going to be super touristy. It's going to be a local place. It's going to be more intimate and private and really cool and um, not something everyone is doing, which right. I think is really neat. And you're going to get to experience some wines that are just freaking fantastic. Yeah. So, um yeah, one more time, say the name of the winery and the city that it's in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, of
2: course. Uh, Tenuta Santi Giacomo and Filippo is placed in
1: Urbino, Marque region. Okay, and we'll link all of this yeah. in the,
0: the website. The website, will link everything socials, in the everything podcast so people and can check it so out can and check follow it out. with it.
1: Um, but uh, yeah, Mariana, thank you so much for talking to us yes. and TJ we just appreciate it. Thank yes. you so much
2: for the
1: opportunity, yes.
2: for being here with me tonight. So
1: thank you so yes. much. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And uh, I am going to totally, when I get this wine that I ordered, I'm going to open it on my birthday and I'm going to take a picture with TJ and I'm going to shout you all out. So <laughs> it's good wine. Great. So, thank you so much. Yes.
2: wait for you in Italy. Yes. Okay.
0: Of course. Well cheers to Mariana. Yes, it's okay if you don't
1: have a glass. Thank you. (laughs) Okay.